Lord. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to have him talk like that sometime? Now, I have had, I don't, I've had him speak to my heart. It wasn't an audible voice, but I've had, I've had him definitely whisper, hey, buddy. Amen. And that's wonderful. But that's, that's the exception to the rule. He's giving you his word. He ex expects you to go by the light you have. Amen. And then, you know, trust him to take care of things. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 7. And look in verse, verse 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 7. And let's, let's start in verse, uh, verse 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. We should just stop there and all, amen, come to the altar and spend some time saying, all right, Lord, you're right, I'm wrong, Amen. Receive us, Paul writes, we have wronged no man, we have corrupted no man, we have defrauded no man. Uh, there's not too many Baptist preachers today that could say that. Amen. There's a lot of them that are defrauding. I speak not this to condemn you, for I have said before that ye are in our hearts to die and to live uh, with and live with you. Great is my boldness of speech towards you. Great is my glorying of you. I am filled with comfort. Now here, here, here's our our topic, I guess, this evening. I am exceeding joyful in all our tribulation. Look in eight, chapter 8, verse 2. How that in a great trial of affliction, I'd like to spend just a few minutes talking about uh, five ways to handle a trial. Father, thank you for the evening. Thank you, Father, for the day you've given us. Lord, it is, it is a wonderful thing to be able to come uh, to the meeting house and spend time with your children, with you, Lord, where we focus on you for a few minutes. We take your word out and we listen to the words that you've, you've written. And I pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit might do the work in my heart and in the hearts here. And God, you'd speak and you'd help and you'd strengthen God. Uh, Lord, we submit ourselves to thee anew and afresh. And Lord, I ask that you just have your will and your way in everything done. We'll thank you in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen. You can have a seat. Thank you so much. Five keys to handle a trial. Um, I've come to the conclusion that if you've been saved very long, you've probably come to the same conclusion that there, about 6,000 years, give or take a little bit, I guess, uh, there was a, a war fought. The war started, and it's been going on since that time until now. I mean, we, everyone's focused on Ukraine and Russia and, and you know, what, what's the NATO going to do? And all, you know, well, that, that's small stuff. To the, to the warfare that's going on between the God of creation and the God of this world. And, and you know, it, God could just step out and just smash the devil and just squish him into a little bitty, little bitty bloody pile and be done with it. Amen. But God is great and God is good and God has stepped back and allowed things to run so that, that, that one day when, when at the great white throne judgment, when when all things are revealed and everything is brought out. He will be glorified honestly. Not because he's this great you know, monster God that can smash everything, but he's gracious and good and merciful and long-suffering, amen, and holy and righteous and pure. That's him. And he has to be, he has to, he has to uh, be true to his own character. So the characteristic of a child of God is going to be just like him. Now, we know the Lord Jesus Christ suffered. Um, I read a book years ago by, uh, by a guy uh, that was, a, was actually a Calvinist, but he talked about of his, of his demise at Jerusalem. 
He talked about when the Lord Jesus Christ went to the cross. And he didn't talk about the, the physical aspects. He went into the, the Garden of Gethsemane and talked about what it was to become sin who knew no sin. And he said, that was, you talk about a warfare. You talk about a fight. I can't even comprehend what it would be to go through something that would cause my, the capillaries. I mean, you talk about it must have been a headache that just wouldn't stop. And then, you know, the, 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 the sweat to become like great, just, just to sweat in prayer. I, I don't know about you, but I, I very seldom sweated in prayer. Amen. Now, in the Philippines, I've sweated a lot. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. But that's because it's, a, it's, it's 85% humidity all the time. But I have never been in such anguish of heart and anguish of soul that, 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 my, that the, the pressure and, and, and the, the, the emotion inside caused me to sweat great drops of blood. It wasn't like that. So, but there's a fight been going on from, from Adam and his fall, actually before that, until now. And it won't be finished until the Lord Jesus Christ sits on his throne as King of kings and Lord of lords. That's what we're looking for. I don't know about you, but that's, that's what I'm looking for. Amen. And I, tonight would be wonderful. Amen. You know, I know, I know we were kind of a thousand years ago after the, after the, uh, the rapture and, and the tribulation period, but, I, but I, I'd be happy if the Lord just wiped it all out and said, let's just start the kingdom. I'd be kind. I'd be fine. Have you ever read about the kingdom? You ever read Matthew 5, 6, and 7? You ever read about how wonderful it's going to be? How men is going to get along with one another? Amen? No more, no more. It, it, the, the word we use, tismis. That's gossip. You know, you know the, the, little, the little whispers in the back. You know, none, none of that stuff. No, no, I, I, I digress. But, five, but there's five keys to handle a fiery trial. Look in 1 Peter, uh, 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4, and look in verse 1, and here's our example. Um, the person we always look to is not the preacher, hallelujah, he's just a sinner like you. Amen. Amen. Needing a Savior and washed in the blood. For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves like eyes with the same mind. For he that suffereth, suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin. All right. The first thing I'd have to say, look in, look in first, uh, down in verse 12. The first thing. It's kind of our text. Beloved, think, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange things, thing happened unto you. It happens to all, everyone, all the brethren. It, whether it's a physical trial, sometimes it's a mental trial. Amen. I mean, there's, there's folks that struggle with some things mentally. And that's just as real and just as, just as important to be dealt with uh, as, as, a phys as a broken arm or a broken leg. Amen. And you, the thing is, you've got, you've got a book that, is, that, that, is, that has the very words of God that the Holy Spirit can take those words and help you through your mental struggles. Now, you don't stop taking your medicines. Amen. You don't be, don't, but the answer's here. The patch is over there. The answer's here. And so what you need to do is spend time with God and say, all right, Lord, give me, show me how to fix this thing. Show me how to, amen. And let, let, let the Lord work it all out. All right, so, so, so verse 12, think it not strange. All right, so what's the first thing to, to, to handle a trial, to, to deal with the trials that comes? Look in verse 15. But let, not, let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief 
or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Well, the first thing I have to say is you ought not to be an evildoer. Yeah. Um, we are known not by what we say, but what we do. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, but that, but that also, out of the abundance of the heart, the hand moveth. And so, you're, you're not supposed to be an evildoer. You shouldn't be named as a murderer. Amen. Amen. What we're seeing in our society today is it's falling apart, and that, that facade of Christianity is being, is being ripped away. And so now, you know, what, what's going to happen is the, the demarcation between the world and the church is going, is going to be emphasized more and more. Amen. And if, if you don't have a tattoo, you're a weirdo. Amen. And if, you, if you're going to try and do right all the time, nobody does right today. That's what he said. Be not an evildoer. What's an evildoer? That's, that's somebody who does anything wrong in thinking or action or speaking. So we shouldn't be, amen, you should, listen, if you're at work, amen, they will not like you, but they can respect you. Depend, yeah, if you, if you decide, I'm just going to be, I'm, I'm just going to be a preacher, I'm just going to be the preacher. Our first furlough, I came back and, and uh, I had an automotive repair shop when I was pastoring and I sold it and I got a pretty good deal, amen, <laughs> But, but our first furlough, I came back, and the guy that bought my shop asked me to come in and build transmissions for him, and he was going to put them in stock, and he'd pay me $250 per transmission. A pretty good deal. So I did. Well, he had, he had hired several other men from, uh, from the community. Uh, um, they'd, they'd put in the Internet in, in the shop by then, and they were using all data, and they, they were pulling up, you know, schematics and information, for, you know, to fix cars. And... You know, so I'm 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 over in a bench over in, over, over on the side of the of the building of the room of the building, and it's it's you know, it's a pretty big building. It's it's not about half this size, and I'm over there working away. You know, I got I got air wrenches going and and transmission fluid flying and cleaning fluid flying and going just just getting getting her done, trying to get you know make me two hundred fifty dollars, and I start hearing this Twitter, you know, in the background. What in the world? Sound like a bunch of <laughs> Sorry, ladies. <laughs> Sorry, sound like a bunch of Baptist preachers, you know. <laughs> Amen. Oh, glory. So I, I, I said, what are you guys doing over there? Well, they had they'd gotten around the, the computer, and I, they had some pornography or something on there. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not real, I don't, you know, some people, they just, I mean, Jack Woods, they said he had, he would know what to do. Three, 30 minutes before you even had a thought. And I, so I went home, I, I prayed down, I said, Lord, give me something to say to these guys. So, she, you know, we went back the next day, and I'm working over on the bench, you know, and I hear Twitter, and I, and I said, hey, guys, oh, preacher, they said that, oh, preacher, preacher, you don't want, you don't want to see this. I said, uh-huh, okay. And I said, I said, you know something, guys, if you don't trust Jesus Christ, your Savior, and get saved, you are playing with emotions and you are doing, you are, you are, are dressing up thoughts that you're going to have for eternity and never be able to satisfy those things. Amen. Right. Amen. But the blessing, and it was, I, you know, afterwards I thought, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The honor of being called preacher. Yeah. 
Amen. Because if you stand for the Lord Jesus Christ, this world is going to, you know, that demarcation is coming. Yeah. Honey, if you don't have a tattoo nowadays, I mean, and, and, and evident, you know, rings or what, what's with, what's, what do they call them? Um, gauges. What is, are, are, we, are, we in, are we in National Geographic in Papua New Guinea in 1950? Is, is that what's going on here? <laughs> Come on. But we, you ought not to be an evildoer. God, listen, this world needs someone that will do right no matter what comes down. The opportunity comes, you don't take it. Amen. Amen. You find the wallet that has, that has all the money in it? You know, no, you don't put it in your pocket. You take it down and you try to find who owns it. And if you can't find who owns it, you try to, you know, advertise and hope they don't answer, answer the advertising. Amen. <laughs> But it's anything wrong that's thought or said. You need to clean your mind. You get in the middle of a, of a temptation. You get in the middle of a trial. Something, something that comes by, physical problems, motor homes breaking down. <laughs> Make sure, amen, the first thing, you know, the first thing you do is, Lord, you know, bam, hit your head. Oh, Lord, was I thinking something wrong? Amen, if I was, straighten me out, help me out. Amen, amen. Be not an evildoer. The great, listen, the greatest battle you're going to have is not with the IRS. It's not with the government. Although it may come, they may put us in prison, folks. That, listen, I got news for you. When they close that, that, that prison door, then what will happen is the Lord will show up in that fire. And it'll, it'll, it, won't, it won't be a hard thing. It'll become a precious thing. But the, the, biggest, the greatest battle you're going to have is going to be with yourself. Who's, who's been saved here 15 years? Raise your hand. All right. Pretty much everybody. Now, haven't you found that to be so? Amen. Haven't, I don't know about you, but I've preached to myself. Amen. Hey, you rascal. Amen. What, do you, what are you thinking that thought for? You know better than that. Amen. Why, 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 why did, listen, what, what makes a difference is that someone who's been in the book, has renewed their mind, the Bible talks about. The renewing of your mind. Before you got saved, you put, if you put pornography and garbage, and let me say this, young folks, if you touch pornography, you're a fool. Amen. I'm sorry, you're just foolish. You're, you, are, you are opening up a can of worms that you will regret with all of your heart in 10 or 15 years. Right. Amen. Amen. But if you put all that stuff in there, you've got to put something in there to, re, to, to renew that thinking so that it's right. That's why I say a proverb a day. Amen. Minimum three pages of Bible a day. If you read three, listen, most Bibles, this is, this is a, my reading Bible. Most Bibles have 1,500 pages in them. If you read three pages a day, 365 days, or five pages a day, you're going to read over 1,500 pages a day, uh, a year. Amen. If I ask how many years you've been saved, have you read your Bible through that many times? So I'm, I'm struggling with some things in my mind. I'm struggling with some things. Boy, I'm, I'm having a hard time. Hey, I know why. Amen. You've got nothing to fall back on. Proverbs talks about you know, protecting that young man, giving him discretion. You don't have that. And the reason why you get in trouble is because you don't have anything to fight with. It's like, it's like going, to, going to war and you got, you know, you got your... Got your haversack and got all your equipment and everything. You got your, got your weapon. You got your, the, the latest, uh, whatever they got now, instead of AR-15s, uh, you know. But you don't bring any bullets. 
<laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to run. <laughs> Amen. You're going to hide somewhere. That's all you can do. Be not an evildoer. All right. <clears throat> What's next? What's next? Look in Proverbs chapter 15. The next thing you're going to have to do in a trial. Many times a trial is something that comes. This is not temptation, but this is something that happens to you. Proverbs chapter 15. If I'd have blasted those guys that, that day that they pulled out stuff, it wouldn't have done any good. It just made, made them mad and upset. The Lord gives you an answer. Proverbs 15, verse 1. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. You need, you need, to, you need to master the use of a soft answer. You need to be able to give someone... Uh, the, the, the Bible reason, not just I don't do that, but, but the Bible reason why you don't do that. Amen. Listen, this world is looking for someone. What will happen is God will put, put you in a situation where the, they, they know you're a Christian. Now, whether you, whether, you, whether you testify to them of the grace of God or you try to hide your Christianity... They won't respect you if, you if you hide. If you come out strong and say, I, I'm, I'm born again, I got a Bible, and I don't do these things, then what will happen is they will respect you for your stand, and then what'll, God will allow them to get into the same kind of troubles that you've gone through, and, and God gave you grace to go through them, and they will say, man, how did you get through this thing? Amen. I can't do this. And that's, when, that's the open door. That's the open door. Master the use of a uh, soft answer. James chapter 5 verse 6 says this. Uh, ye have condemned and killed the just and he doth not resist you. I mean, could the Lord Jesus Christ, as he was being whipped with a cat of nine tails. I, I, man, I tell you, I, I read through my Bible and every time I read the, the passages on, on the crucifixion, I, I get down and I, I tell the Lord, I am so sorry. That you had to go through that. Now, the Roman soldiers were mean. They were not, they were not known for their compassion and, <laughs> and good humor. And when it talks about they pulled his beard out and they struck him with their fist. Honey, I got news for you. That was, that was a, a violent thing to happen to someone who had never done wrong. Amen. But he, 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 he mastered that. He didn't resist them. When they came. And boy, now I'm not a pacifist. You break into my house, I'm going to put 38 slugs in you just as fast as I can pull a trigger. Amen. Amen. If I get my 45, I'm going to put 45 slugs in you too. Amen. <laughs> so what happened to him, officer? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> he committed suicide. He's been shot 15 times. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Amen. But boy, um, when it comes to Doing something for the Lord and having the world spit in your face. I've, I've had the honor of that to happen once or twice. I have had beer thrown on me. And, and this, this is after I got saved. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But out street preaching, you know, and the, the drunks get, you know, shake up the bottle and give you a bath. And that, they're, they're, the whole thing, brother, they are, not, they are not rejecting you. They're rejecting that light that they see inside. That little, that little spark of divinity that the Holy Spirit put inside of you that dwells there even now. 
and the, the world, they, it bothers them. Yeah, yeah, you know, you, know about, you, yeah, you know about Holy Joe over here, yeah. Master the use of a strong, of, of soft answer. Um, if, if, if your talk is wrong, you lose the ability to witness. Amen. Go to work, tell a dirty joke. Hey, it may have been funny, but honey, I got news for you. You just put a hole in your armor and the world's going to take it. Well, be not an evildoer. Master the use of a soft answer. Look in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Give thanks, give thanks for that trial. Ephesians chapter 5. I like verse, well, we need to start in, you just can't, just can't read one verse, you know that? Verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. That, in our day, that is, that is a hard verse. That is, that is <laughs> redeeming the time. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. Brother Hunter, why don't you, you know, a little Christian drinking's okay. No. Say, well, it says there excess. Okay. Let me ask you a question. If it takes you 10 beers to get drunk and you drink one beer, how drunk are you? One tenth. <laughs> I'm sorry. Amen. Say, well, brother, why don't you drink? Well, I'll be honest with you. I need all the wits I can get. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know either, uh, it's not wise the verse just skipped me and so verse, verse 18 be not drunk of the wine wherein is excess but be filled with the spirit speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord verse 20 giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ say so I'm, I'm in the middle of a trial God, why? Well, he allowed it to come. Can I, can I ask, has he ever done anything that was not for your benefit or to glorify himself? Um, we got a guy in our church, uh, was in our church, Brother, Brother Simpkins. And he was in the Navy, and they don't know if he got into some chemical or if it's just genetics but he got a disease, he got a, a, a long-term disease like ALS. And it started uh, in, his, in his legs. He began to lose, lose feeling in his legs. And so um, first he was on canes. You know, he would, he would walk with a cane. And then he was in a walker. And then he was on crutches. And lastly, he was on a you know, motorized wheelchair. And it's been good night. It's been 20 or 25 or maybe, you know, I, his health's rough right now. He's having a hard time. If God asks you to go through something like that, don't you think that at the judgment seat of Christ, he's going to give you the reward of that struggle that you went through? Do you know I have never heard him bemoan the fact? I got news for you. There's many a times the youth choir would get to singing. And, and pretty soon, you know, here comes, here comes Brother Simpkins in his wheelchair, in his, in his motorized wheelchair, down to the front. And he would struggle and stand up. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, Amen. for this trial. <laughs> Flat tire when, you, <laughs> when you're late for work. Amen. Blown motor when you don't want it. Amen. Hallelujah. You got more important things to do than mix, fix that kind of stuff. But thank you, Lord. Nothing touches you that God does not control. Years ago, Brother Roloff went through some real trials. And they'd, they'd been through 17 lawsuits. I can't even imagine. 17 lawsuits. And um, he met with, uh, or sent, a, sent a message, a phone call, uh, phoned up Brother Gibbs. Brother Gibbs is his lawyer. And he, he asked him, he, he, he said this, he said, Brother Gibbs, I want you to get on down here. Brother Gibbs said, Brother Roloff, we don't have a court or anything going on. Why do I need to come down to you? He says, I'm having a Thanksgiving service. Amen. 17 lawsuits, trials, and he's thanking God. You know, sometimes if you're going through something, you ought to stand up and say, praise the Lord for his goodness. Amen. <laughs> amen. And you, as you limp <laughs> in agony, back, amen, wherever you got to go, the trouble, thank the Lord. Give thanks for that trial. Be not an evildoer. Master the use of a soft answer. Give thanks for the trial. Look in Colossians chapter 3. Forgive those that hurt you. Colossians chapter 3. I'll be honest with you. You've got to forgive folks. Not for their sake. For your sake. For your sake. I told you about that. I don't know what happened to this brother. Um. Brother Joe, and he, I, he, he, he was, I, I loved him. We, we used to pick and have a good time, and he was a computer guy, and I was always, you know, picking his brain and getting help, and he worked for a college in, in the area, and he was, at, they, he ended up taking that little church that, that uh, my pastor started there in Fredericksburg, and it, it, but it just blew all to pieces, partly because he got, I don't know what happened, but he just couldn't forgive anybody for anything. And I got news for you. In the ministry, if you're if you want to if you want to if you want to do something for the Lord in the ministry, especially today, you better expect and count on being abused, amen. and being used, and being lied about, and being amen, all that stuff. And just don't let it bother you. The Lord knows all about it. Forgive those that hurt me. Um, there are things that you're going to have to forgive that you will never forget. And that's not easy to do. But, Lord, would you please help me to forget? Amen. I mean, I, I, and I probably need, I, I'm, there's several people I'm thinking about that I probably should go ahead and forgive them. Amen. But, uh, but I, you know, I have, a, I have a hard time. If a guy's a thief and he steals money out of the church, I am not going to make him treasure. Amen. I mean, it's kind of kind of common sense there, but 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 if they don't, when you don't forgive someone for something, you live it over and over and over and over, and it will eat your lunch. Lord, would you help me forgive them? So we need to be not an evildoer. We need to master the use of a soft answer. We need to give thanks for the trial. We need to forgive those that hurt us. Turn to Matthew chapter five, the last one. Matthew chapter 5. 
Matthew chapter 5. Look in verse 43. Now I know this is the constitution of the kingdom. This is the Lord's Sermon on the Mount. I know where we are dispensationally, but I got news for you. These things will apply. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. <laughs> I don't know about those verses. Maybe in the originals that wasn't there. <laughs> but we're supposed to love our enemies. We're supposed to do good to them. And I'll leave you this, this little thought. Um, Brother Roloff, when he was going through all those lawsuits and troubles and problems, had got a hold of the... Um, one of the main prosecutors that was that was chasing him down, the one that caused all the problems, that, you know, because they were the Roloff Homes had had bent over backwards and complied with all the safety features and all the things that the, that the, the the state of Texas was requiring them to do. They had the fire extinguishers, they had the doors set up right. They went, you know, there was no problem if there was a fire, everybody could get out. They had fire alarms in every place. I mean, they spent thousands and thousands of dollars getting everything squared away. And yet, this, yet they pursued them. They said, you have to take a licensing license from the state. And, and the contention was it was pretty, pretty tight, pretty, pretty, pretty bad. And so this, this one prosecutor kept uh, attacking Brother Roloff and attacking him and attacking him, saying things in the media and doing things. I mean, just really being ugly. And Brother Roloff got the chance to talk to him. And I'll be honest with you, Brother Roloff was on holy ground. And he said this, he says, I love you. He began to witness to him, telling him about the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I love you, and I want to see you in heaven. Now, that's a rough one. That's, that's tough. You got some guy that, that, that just treats you like dirt. Love you. That's a, <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. I want to see you. I, I can tell them I want to see you in heaven. But sometimes, boy, it's just, isn't it hard to love somebody? But I think that's when, that's when you do that. That Bible says, in a while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. So the example we have is the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and he's going to put you through the trials, and you're going to go through them. And that's the great blessing is you're not going into them. You're going through them. Amen. And he will, not, he will not tempt you above that which you're able. He'll not put you through a trial that you cannot get through. Amen. And the, the blessing about it is he goes with you through the trial. But you got to be able to love somebody that, that does you wrong. Why? Because the Lord is more concerned about that soul than about the attitude of the guy or the, or the woman that does this thing, those things. I mean... 
They, I, I, I was confused about something. I kept hearing people called Karen. And there was a guy called Karen. I said, what is, a, what, what is that? Well, I, I really believe, brethren, as, as you get away from this book and you get away from people who have this book in their hearts, what happens is, is they get frustrated and they get angry and they, don't, they, they have no one that loves them. Amen? Listen, everything out of, out, out of the television is not that, none of that's love. That's all lust. That's all, that's all something that's temporal, that's momentary. Amen. This world, they don't have anything. And so, so what, what's happening, they need someone that will love them. And now telling, telling them the truth is loving them. Amen. Sir, you are going to die and bust hell wide open. Amen. You know, I, I, don't, I don't, you preach on hell. Amen. But you don't, I, who, I don't like preaching on hell. But there's a truth in the scripture that a man who does not receive the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of his soul will go to a place called hell. Amen. But they need, they need someone in the midst of it. When, when, and they're, they're the ones that's going to cause the problems for you. You say, all right, Lord, how can I, how can I, Lord, let me love them through you. Amen. That's a, that's, that's a hard thing to do. And it takes a mature Christian. Yeah. Amen. And maybe the reason why God put you through the trial he's putting you through right now is because he's wanting you to have that, that foundation so that the, the, the mean rascal he's putting by you, you'll be able to, to tell him, listen, I love you, brother. I love you, sir. And you get, get chicks little, little, that little, the, he's got one, it's just a heart. And there's, I don't even think there's any words in it. That'd be perfect. Give that to him. Amen. Well, that, that, it, it, it outlines, it's for kids, it outlines the gospel's message. And the Holy Spirit will take something like that and work on that person, like, you and I, we can't do it. They lay down in their bed at night, and they see a heart. And see, you know, see, the, see, the, see Adam and Eve falling and the dirt getting on them, if you've ever seen the track, you know. And then the, the next frame is, you know, the, the, Jesus dying on the cross and cleaning, cleansing the, amen. And, and that thing will work on their hearts, work on their hearts, work on their hearts. Amen. Trials. Trials. You going through a trial? Thank you, Lord. You going through going through some some heartaches, some troubles? Be not an evildoer. Master the use of a song, a soft answer. Give thanks for that trial. Forgive those that hurt you. Love your enemies. Father, thank you.